You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Well, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another episode of the SPED Prep Academy podcast. Today, I am super excited to have a special guest joining us. Rachel Sykes is a K-2 resource teacher who has been in the field for over 11 years and is a master IEP coach. She's the founder of the Sykes Spectacular Students blog, podcast, and TPT store, where she shares her expertise and resources with other educators. Today, Rachel will be sharing her insights on writing shared IEP goals, which is a topic that we've never talked about on this podcast, and I really don't, you just don't see or hear much about, and it could probably be challenging for many teachers. So let's dive in and see what she has to say. Well, hello there, Rachel. Welcome to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Good morning. Before we get started, would you introduce yourself and share about your journey within the field of special education? Absolutely. So my name is Rachel Sykes, and this is my 11th year of teaching. I am currently a K-3 resource teacher. I've previously taught K-3 through life skills, uh, middle school autism, and third through fifth uh, cross-categoricals. I've taught the gambit. Um, I have my bachelor's in special ed, and then I have my master's in elementary education. And I actually just recently became national board certified. So that's very exciting for me. Uh, I, you don't find um, teachers who have a bachelor's in special education and a master's in general education very often, but that's exactly what I have. So oh, really? I, yeah. Um, I, I knew I wanted to do special ed. And at that time, the, mm-hmm. the university that I went to had that program as a bachelor's and now they don't. So I just don't come across that very, very often. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I knew Um, that I wanted the master's in elementary ed, just because if I ever decided that I wanted to switch to regular ed, I had that option. And then Mm -hmm. also because of just the way education's going with inclusion and stuff, I thought it would be beneficial to have the master's in in elementary ed just to know like best practices and things like that. So do you ever think you will, you will teach general education? (sighs) You know, I don't know. Um, I mean, I love what I do right now. It's like K3 is like my jam. I love the primary. Um, But, you know, things can happen. Things can change. I might get a great opportunity. And that's why I kind of wanted that in my back pocket, just in case if I did decide one day that I wanted to switch. Yeah. So today's topic that we're going to talk about, I can't remember how many years ago that it happened, but it wasn't just all that long ago that I was sitting in an IEP meeting and the occupational therapist had written a goal for a student and I had written a written language goal and they were almost mm-hmm. identical. And I remember thinking, why are we not collaborating on goals so that mm-hmm. we can both work on the same skills, but only have one g- common goal for that skill. And so I recently came across a blog post that you had written about special education teachers and related service providers sharing IEP goals. And I thought back to that IEP meeting and I realized, I bet Mm -hmm. there are are a lot of special education teachers out there who are not collaborating with their related service providers. So I asked you to be a guest on the show today to chat about that, about why special educators need shared IEP goals with related service providers. 
And I work with brand new special education teachers within my district, and I support new teachers through the Sped Prep Academy who are just starting out. And I don't like to make assumptions when it comes to what they've been taught and what they haven't been taught. So what do we mean by the words related services? So related services, uh, meaning speech-language pathologist, occupational therapist, physical therapist, and social worker. I think we could even include maybe visually impaired teachers and hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. Yes, vision itinerant, yes, Mm -hmm. and hearing itinerant as well. So now that we have a a definition of who a related service provider is, why do you feel it would be beneficial to the student to have shared goals? So like you were saying earlier, why would you have two separate goals when you're that are focusing on the same exact thing um, when you can collaborate and you can focus on that same goal, but maybe different aspects of it? Um, and data can be different depending on the setting. So if for me, if I'm pushing in, this would be viewing the student in more of a general education setting with a larger group, or maybe if I pull for small group uh, versus a related service provider that would um, have them in a smaller therapy session. So I know if you've worked with you know special ed students or regular ed students, sometimes the environment is different and that means different data. Um, and like I said earlier, working on different aspects of the same goal. So uh, for example, working with, if the social worker is working with a student on functional strategies, and then I could be looking at that application in the classroom or, uh, you know, working on letter formation and sentence structure. So you're tag teaming and you're working on the same goal. So it's, you're not doing anything, like I'm not doing something that's related to speech language pathology because I wouldn't know how, you know, the first thing about it. Um, And it's double the data and which is great. And the focus mainly is just helping that student. Um, and it's just, you know, looking at it from different angles. Do you feel that this is something that is going to take a lot of time for teachers and how do you go, how do you go about getting together and writing this shared IEP goal? Okay. Um, I will say when I first started collaborating, it was by accident because we would, um, like you said, when you were at your IEP meeting and you had the OT had written a goal, you had written a goal. Um, I had written a goal and my speech path had written a goal and we went to review it in the IEP software and we're like, this is silly. Why don't we just, why don't we just combine this? Um, so, um, first thing is you want to analyze your student data like you normally would, uh, before an IEP meeting and you would communicate with your related service staff, um, and I would always kind of look at what they have been working on previously and maybe what their goals would be for the next IEP year. Um, so looking at if they have already written a goal or if they're planning on written a goal. So like, for example, um, if you had a student that is like, you know, that the speech path has been working with them on uh, reading comprehension using specific language, um, you can communicate with that related service staff and say, Hey, what goals are you planning to write for this, for this student? Um, I'm planning to write this. I know you've worked with the student on this previously. Would you like to share a goal? So always, you know, leave it up to them because some people feel comfortable doing that. Some people not so much. Uh, so just kind of leave it up to them and then choose a skill that aligns with both of you. You don't want to have something too, uh, complex, um, that's more, 
you know, that fo- leans heavily more on the SPED side or leans heavily more on related service side. So, uh, so example, that could be functional skills, academic language, number letter formation, um, coping skills, um, uh, reading comprehension, things of that nature. And then, uh, once you figured out, okay, this is a skill we want to work on, choose who wants to write the overall goal, um, whether that would be the special ed teacher or the related service staff. And then what I find is best is someone writes the overall goal, but then for the benchmarks, you make them specific towards that staff member. Um, so for example, if you are writing an overall goal, on reading comprehension. The speech path would write their benchmark that says this student will use academic language or using these specific uh, language skills to answer comprehension questions. And then I would write in my objective, the student will utilize reading strategies to answer the comprehension questions. Um, so it's still looking at the overall goal, but each objective is specific to that related service and special ed staff member. And then once you've gotten the goal, once you've written the objectives, uh, decide how the data will be collected. So um, you can either collect the data and then kind of average it between the two, or what I find is better is if you're writing specific objectives, you will take data on your own objective. And then you can see, oh, the with the um, small group therapy session, this is their data within the special within the special ed or the general education classroom. Um, this is their data. Uh, I mean, you can take data and then average it out, but I find it that's best to kind of take it separately just to have that uh, different data. So you said you could, so you have more benchmarks than just the, the quarterly ones then? Um, so yes. Um, well, it depends on how you write your benchmarks. Um, some people write their benchmarks, uh, like they do quarterly, uh, my school, we do it by trimester. So then the benchmarks are going to be specific to that staff member that's working with the student. Gotcha. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, I've seen speech and language goals that are very similar to a goal that I write to answer WH questions. So my part of the Mm -hmm. goal would be the comprehension and their part would be Mm -hmm. the ability to formulate um, the answer to a question. So Mm -hmm. you can see how you can take a goal and kind of break it apart just a little bit. So that one, that one would work well together. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other examples of shared goals? Yes. Um, So I have written um, for occupational therapy. So the overall goal would be uh, writing numbers. So for example, my goal would be uh, being able to correctly write numbers uh, from memory. And then the OT would focus more on the actual formation of the numbers, Uh, you know, writing in the correct sizing, um, you know, in the, they're not writing their twos backwards, things like that. Um, I've also done the same thing for letters and overall for writing. So like for me, I would focus then on, um, you know, they're given a topic or whatever. They're able to write a complete sentence with uh, grammatical structure, things of that nature. And then the OT would focus more on that formation of the sentence. Um, You know, like if they're using adapted paper, making sure that they're writing in 
all lowercase letters instead of mixing capitals and uppercase, making sure that the they're on the writing lines correctly, things of that nature. Um, social work I have collaborated with as well. So um, an example I have would be in the social work setting, um, in therapy session, being able to um, identify coping skills. So like if they are upset about blank, you know, what coping strategy they could, could they use? And then my goal, um, cause I do sometimes take data on functional goals is whether they are able to then take those skills and being able to apply them in the classroom. Um, and then, um, for speech, just like we've talked about, um, I've also done similar where, um, they are able to um, answer comprehension questions either orally or in writing. And then the speech path focuses more on the oral aspect. See, you touched on this a little bit. So when you go into the program to report on the goals, each person goes in separately and puts their part mm-hmm. into, you know, a sentence formation for the progress report. Yes. So like if, if it's an overall goal for writing, I would go in on my on that goal. And I would put in my data for my benchmark, which would be the sentence formation. And then the OT would go in separately for their benchmark. And then they would take data on their um, letter formation. Well, I can just hear the skeptics now that, you know, I don't have time to collaborate with another person or I don't Mm want to work with someone else's goals. So what would you say to those teachers who are shaking their heads and thinking that this will never work for me, or I don't have time to facilitate this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it sounds like it's a lot of work, but it actually isn't. Um, it's no different than writing your own goal. Whether so, th- it, all it is is that you're just writing a goal, and it's whether you you know are writing your own benchmarks or you're sharing them with somebody else. So it's not extra work, and you also should be collaborating with your related service staff anyway, or you should be. Uh, so that's not any different. And it's not something you have to do. It's, you know, it's not a requirement. Um, but it is beneficial so that you don't have duplicate goals. Because then when you go in the IEP meeting and you're discussing goals, then you're not going, oh, well, that's interesting. Why don't we just, you know, why don't we just combine that? So it's a way to decrease, uh, not decrease the amount of skills that the students are working on, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're tag teaming it and, um, and the end goal is the same. You're helping the students succeed. And I, I, I feel like that the more practice that a student has on a skill, the the better they're going to get at it. So if you've got two different adults working on the same skill, just in different ways, I feel like there's going to be even more growth than, than with just one adult. Oh yeah, and absolutely. And I mean, like, even though we may not necessarily write goals, our my related service staff and I are always sharing, like, oh, what are you working on? What are you working on? What's something I can, you know, um, like for example, OT would be like, hey, I'm really focusing on cutting. So making sure if you're doing a craftivity or something, making sure that you're helping them hold the scissors correctly. Or oh, hey, we're learning about uh, landforms. So here's the academic vocabulary that we've been using. And you can put that into your speech session. So yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's still, there's going to be a mindset of this is my goal. These are your goals. Mm-hmm. You need to work on your own and I'll work on my own. And so I, I feel like we've just got to do better. We've just got to learn that it's not about the teacher. It's about the child. And, you know, 
really start to implement more of this. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, um, absolutely. That's the thing. You got to get rid of your ego and you just got to realize, hey, this is about the student. And like I said, you don't want duplicate goals. Like I would much rather the student have, you know, eight goals than 12. Um, And it's less work, you know, to be honest. Well, Rachel, I am so happy that you decided to come on and chat with me about this. I know that it's, it's something that we don't hear a lot about. I know teaching for 28 years, I very rarely have ever heard about this. So um, maybe it's just something that hasn't been on my radar, but I really think that it it is important and the collaboration is going to be of great benefit to the child. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, if we wanted to learn more from you, how could we find you out in the virtual world? Absolutely. So I am on Facebook, um, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. My um, social media handle is Sykes Spectacular Students. Um, so again, you can find, and I also have my own Teachers Pay Teachers store as well. Okay, well, I will link all of those um, into the show notes so that they can just easily find you out there and learn more great things from you. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Well, thank you.